welcome to our special bonus episode of I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist. Normally we, we release on uh, Friday in Australia, Saturday in the US, but we felt that this scandal with the Houstons that's come out with Brian Houston needed its own special bonus episode. Um, so that's what this is. So welcome to it. How you going, Brian? Yeah, I'm good, mate. It's uh, it's certainly been a big big week in news, hasn't it? And there's been a lot of emotion around what we're going to talk about in a minute. And there's been several responses in mainstream media um, and certainly within our Facebook group, hasn't there? Yeah, totally, totally. So it's obviously the Brian Houston news that there's been some scandal, um, more than one. And so what I thought we'd do, Brian, if you're okay with this, is we could just read the Crikey article, or at least portions of it, and just sort of talk about it and, you know, see where that sort of leads us. Because I think this is important stuff that people in the Facebook group are going to want to talk about, people that are listening to our podcast are going to want to know about it. And I think we've got a, a unique take on it all. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I think so. I think let's just chunk it down. It's not a big article, but let's chunk it down and, and have a bit of a chat. And where this all started, there was some breaking news with Crikey that came out um, earlier in the day and it came out saying that, that there was going to be a board meeting or a staff meeting at Hillsong about some stuff and people were speculating and then a couple of hours later there was information that came out or was leaked from that meeting uh, which was about Brian Houston and it was about some moral failings which they had had definitely, or I think they rumours of moral transgressions involving involving its former global pastor. So basically, the article starts off saying that Brian Houston's hold on the Hillsong Church, which he built over more than two decades into a national and international phenomenon, is now incredibly under question following an extraordinary all staff meeting, which was hastily called today after rumours grew of moral transgressions involving the church's most senior figure. Yeah, and can I also throw in there that this was the 18th of March 2022. So this is Friday the 18th of March. So we're recording this the next day. Yeah, and I guess we just wanted to um, put our reflections fresh because it's it's been a... A big day of news, and it's certainly um, a, a lot of developments, and it's it's going to be interesting to see how this evolves. But it's it's turned into a bit of a witch hunt, um, and I guess we want to unpack a little bit of it. So why don't we start with the with the article, Brian, and we'll just sort of read portions of it, and um, you know we'll just get get to a sort of a natural endpoint of of whatever section, and then just sort of discuss it from there. So did you want to want to start reading that? Yeah, happy to. Look, I mean, it starts off with Phil Dooley, who is now the interim global senior pastor, whatever he is. Maybe um, even interim for a bit longer now. <laughs> yes, that's right. He, he could get uh, promoted. But um, essentially, he's he comes out of the, the meeting releasing a statement saying that he was told of two incidents involving Houston and his behaviour towards women, and that Phil Dooley also pointed towards alcohol and Houston's prescription drugs for anxiety playing a role in this. It's <laughs> It did piss me off that um, it talked about the prescription drugs for anxiety playing a role, all that sort of stuff. It's, you know, the church, I mean, as we know, mental health issues in the church are often seen as 
something that you just need to pray about. So I'm sure that they're looking down on him because he was actually on prescription drugs for anxiety, like uh, many of them. Yeah, can I throw something else in there? That's possibly true, but I also read that as, oh, he wasn't in his right mind or he wasn't in a right place. It's a mixture of alcohol and prescription drugs played a role as if to say this isn't really him, you know, like this, this is sort of an out that they're possibly building for him. Oh, 100%. And the article definitely, as it goes on, certainly even digs, digs into that deeper, saying that he didn't know what he was doing. He was in a bit of a stupor, which, you know, he may have been, whatever. But the reality is it's no excuse for the behaviour. There was a, actually the Crikey article then goes on and, and it says that in a recording obtained by Crikey, Dooley outlined an incident which apparently took place in 2019 at a hotel where a group of Hillsong figures were drinking, including a woman who was not on Hillsong staff. Dooley said Houston had been on anxiety tablets at the time, again, trying to set up that excuse. It goes on to say that later that evening he went to go to his room, he didn't have his room key, and he ended up knocking on the door of a woman's room. She opened the door, he went into her room. They talk about they don't know what happened next. They The woman has said that... Uh, has not said if there was any sexual activity. That's right, has not said, sorry. And um, Brian has said that there was no sexual activity, but he was in the room for 40 minutes. Now, what we're not inferring there was or there wasn't. It's probably not the point, but he's saying that he doesn't have a recollection of it because of the mixture of anxiety tablets and alcohol. Can I can I say here, Brian, that it depends on what the anxiety tablets were, right? If they're benzos or if they're antidepressants, they're going to have a very different effect on you know the the alcohol and how the alcohol is going to react with it, etc. Um, if at all, right? You know, we don't know how much alcohol he's had, we don't know how many tablets he's had, so you know it may be moot that he's actually on anxiety medication mixed with alcohol, or it may not be. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the relevance is, is there. I guess we don't want to put any more weight on it that needs to be there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's certainly interesting um, that a lot of this stuff, though, is coming up in the present tense, even though these things and other things we'll talk about in a minute happened several years ago. The article goes on to say this woman had also been drinking, so her recollection is not completely coherent. Dooley said the woman went through a lot of conflicting emotions and spoke to someone on staff. The incident ultimately came to the attention of Hillsong's global board, which appointed a four-point integrity unit composed of long-serving Hillsong figures. So it was completely made up of Hillsong people, at least that initial group, but then two outside pastors have since been brought in, and all were men. So this is all men involved, and I think the, Hill, the Crikey article is making a point there saying that you know, they're all men. It was decided Brian should take three months off from ministry, but unfortunately he didn't abide by that. He did conduct some ministry and he did consume some alcohol, duly said. The incident came to the attention of the elders at the end of 2021, which is roughly, isn't that when he was stood down? He made that that decision at that point? Wasn't that the end of 2021 or was that the it beginning was. of 2022? No. no, it was the end of 2021. Okay, so that's that's what this is, right? So the board then decided Houston should take more time off. At the same time, the board discussed with Brian his use of alcohol. As a footnote, the woman involved in the 2019 incident had asked for her conference fee and a kingdom builder donation to the church to be paid back. Houston agreed that he would pick up the tab, so he turned around and repaid that out of his own money. 
read from that what you will and take from that what you will, but it certainly doesn't look great for Brian when, he, when he's doing that. What I found interesting too was back a couple of years ago, they said it, they were decided that Brian should take three months off from ministry, but unfortunately he didn't abide by that. Now that just shows that he's a, he was really a law unto himself. If he could determine that and the board and his senior leaders said, hey, you've got to take three months off, and he went, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. That was really, he was in control of the, the whole show and no one could really step him aside. And that is, that is frightening. Yeah, yeah, no accountability there for sure. So so let's think about what we've got here. We've got Brian Houston, you know, they're implying that he was drunk, but they don't say that, but he'd definitely been drinking. But the implication, I guess, is that he was drunk and it mixed with some sort of anxiety medication. Um, he lost his key, couldn't get into his room, so went to that woman's room. Um, went in there for 40 minutes. It's all since come out. Both of them are saying they don't remember what happened. And that's all we've sort of got on that one at the moment. But I guess for me, I'm sort of asking, you know, you lose your key, Brian, and you're hanging out with a whole heap of your close colleagues. Um, and this woman doesn't even work at Hillsong, right? She's sort of external. Why are you going to her room? I don't know about you, but I know that you have travelled a fair bit for work and I have in the past as well, and I've lost my room key. My my common sense points me to going to concierge and going, hey, can I get a spare room key to get in my room? Mm. That would be the logical thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. Or, you know, or even if you need to go to someone's room, you just go to one of your colleagues' room and say, hey, I've locked myself out or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Look, it, it smells... Um, very, very fishy, the whole situation. There's, there's no doubt. And I guess it is it is something, unfortunately, that people's moral failings when they're in positions of power like this are exposed and thrown all over the public eye, which I think is a really, really difficult place because it undergoes scrutiny, which may be fair and some of it may not be fair. Yeah, well, when it happens like, you know, the you know, CEO of Telstra or, you know, CEO of, you know, I'm just making these companies up, right? But when that happens and people bring sexual harassment claims and that kind of thing, it is public knowledge. It's not just, you know, an attack on the church. It's people people that are in positions of authority in large organisations are held to account. And you and I, you know, we sit on the news all the time that people stand down or people go through some sort of, you know, investigation and come out clean on the other end, whatever. This does happen in business, this does happen in government. This doesn't just happen in church. Oh, absolutely. I've been in organisations where people have been stood aside, and even if they go into another position for a time, um, they're certainly stood aside while there is a process undertaken. They talk also in the article about another incident in 2019. Uh, sorry, they they said that at 2019, they talked about an incident that happened around 10 years prior to that, where Brian uh, exchanged text messages with a female staff member and the messages were inappropriate according to Mr. Dooley and essentially Brian texted to this female staff member, if I was with you, I would like to give you a kiss and a cuddle or a hug or words to that nature. So, you know, there, there's a pattern. There's certainly stuff happening and this is what happens with people in power, isn't it? Particularly men. Well, it's interesting because Dooley then goes on to say the staff member was upset she felt awkward, went to a long-time serving Hillsong head and said she wanted to resign. 
The issue was handled by two senior Hillsong men. Again, it's interesting that they, they highlight, crikey highlight, that it was men. Others, including Dooley, had not been aware of this until the end of 2021. So this was all kept secret, even from a lot of senior Hillsong people. The staff member had been unable to find another job and was paid a couple of months' salary as compensation. You know, for me, looking at these two incidents, this second one is actually worse than the first, I feel, right? Now, I don't know the details of the first and whether there was anything, you know, that actually happened. I, I, I don't know. But I will say from my looking at these two on the surface, and I'm just giving my opinion here, I think the, the second one is the worst because it really speaks to power and it's, you know, an employee of an organization and the CEO, you know, in, in senior global pastor, aka CEO of the organization is sending her texts that are inappropriate. She feels, she feels harassed. She goes to someone, she resigns and they give her a couple of months salary. I mean, really, you see this in the news all the time. This kind of thing happens and people get millions. It's called hush money. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, we've, we've both seen this. We've been either personal witness to it or we've certainly heard it from people that this is dangerous stuff, particularly in churches, because it then the God aspects, aspect gets brought in that, you know, hey, we've got to forgive. Hey, we've got to make sure we pray for each other. All that sort of stuff comes in and the accountability gets watered down. Well, listen to this. Let me Let me keep reading. So... Dooley also raised the question of when do you publicly discuss someone's sins? In light of the evidence before the global board, the decision was made to offer what I would call, this is a quote, what I would call grace, not to cover up and not to expose, Dooley said. The idea was that Brian would use the time to get healthy. Now, look, I, I do say in, prefer, in preface to this that I will come back and speak more about Brian and his family and that kind of thing. I don't want to think people to think we're just going to be harsh. But I do want to call that out. Oh, we didn't cover up. We didn't hide. Well, well, fuck, you don't get a choice, right? You, you, either, you either show it or you hide it. And they hid it. But they're saying we didn't hide it. But I'm afraid you did. You didn't make it public, right? And, and that whole, you know, uh, second scenario there, which was actually the first scenario, even Dooley didn't know about it. Yeah. You know, so they're saying we didn't cover it up, but I'm afraid they did. Absolutely, they did. It wasn't, it was buried deep and it wasn't exposed. Even in, you know, that, I mean, Dooley, you can imagine, has been in that inner circle for a while. If they've been made interim global senior pastors, him and his wife, then they would have to be in the know. So they've even kept it from them. But hey, this is, this is the MO, right? We, we cover up Frank. We cover up, you know, Lentz until that comes out. We cover up this now. You know, what struck me that I thought was really interesting, remember Carl Lentz was saying that, you know, Brian was like his mentor or his idol and all this. And it's yeah. like, well, yeah, you know, even more so now. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm, I mean, this is in the same vein. Um, it says that Dooley said perhaps it was time to look at issues of accountability and who takes responsibility. What do you think? Um, yeah, you reckon? Um, but then goes on to say we're not about exposing people. I look at the example of Jesus and what does the Bible say about these situations? We acknowledge that Pastor Brian has made significant mistakes here and no one at a senior level wants to cover up any of that, but to come to a place of healing that involves honesty, that involves transparency, that involves repentance and acknowledgement that mistakes have been made and a desire to make it right. 
Hmm. I'm not quite sure where they're going to go with that, but... Well, I think they're already setting it up for saying that, you know, it was a mixture of alcohol and possibly benzos and all that kind of talk. I think they're already setting up um, for the, you know, the ability to to bring him back and, and give it all back to him. You know, I don't know for sure, of course. This is all speculation. And we're only going on what is, you know, made known in this Crikey article. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There was, a, it was interesting, the guy that... Um, I can't pronounce his name, but it was, you know, the long-serving Hillsong head, George Agajian, maybe. That was the one around uh, who... That's why I skipped his name when I read the... Um... <laughs> yeah, but it's the one that Houston went to um, when the text message scandal uh, happened many years ago, and they hit it, as we were saying. But he, he comes out and says yesterday that he took aim at the eldership for spreading rumours and he claimed they acted beyond their authority and he also cautioned some of that information being spread was potentially false. Now, it's it's interesting because they're, they're coming out and they're attacking their own in going, hey, elders, even though you guys are responsible for this, this organisation, this church, um, back off, stay away from the Lord's anointed. Yeah, I, I don't have anything to say to that. I just think that's wrong. It's it's a hundred percent wrong. However, <laughs> when we look at the human side of this, there's there's victims, there's collateral damage of stuff. I mean, we want to see justice. We want to see um, this stuff exposed. But how do we want to see it exposed? We want to see it by absolutely tearing down and destroying somebody and somebody such as Brian, such as Bobby, being the targets of this. I don't know. He, I, I actually want to take a step even further back, Brian, and say the first thing that we need to ask is this woman that got the text messages, is she okay? And at this point, looking at it from, from what we know, she seems to be a victim and she seems to have done no wrong here, at least from what we, what we can see. So I think the first question is, is she okay? Right. And, um, it, you know, it, does she feel justice has been done? Does she want to move forward with this? All, all those sort of questions. Right. Then the second thing is this other woman that, you know, in the hotel room, et cetera, um, was she harassed? You know, th those sort of questions need to be asked as well. I I'm not an expert in this field, but I just want to put it out there that these women matter. They're not just chess pieces or pawns in a game that they actually matter. So I just want to throw that out there for them. Having said that, though, I can hear, as I'm about to say this, I can hear the rally cry of the angry ex-Hillsong people wanting to, you know, cancel I Was a Teenage Fundamentalist. I think that the Hills, excuse me, the Houston family, meaning the wife and the kids, I really have a heart for them right now. Because if you have ever been close to adultery, or incidents of adultery in a family, you will know that this is absolutely soul-destroying for other people, you know, for the family members, let alone the people that commit it. Nobody wins this game. You know, nobody wins this game, whether it's the people that are actually committing the act or the people that are being betrayed. This is just shit for these people. Yeah, I completely agree. And I guess you've, you've certainly unpacked that further from where I started and, and completely agree that I think this is at a place where 
you've got to look at, at the people in the mix here and and there's broader you know i mean there's the, there's the victims of of frank before all this will trigger them you know there's there's people that are involved along the outer edges there's the broader houston family there's a lot of that stuff which i think is just going to dredge up old stuff and particularly by everyone jumping around and throwing more stones you've got to be careful where you throw those stones I, I think you've got to be really mindful of the damage that you can cause and it's a simplification but two rights don't make it wrong you know you've got to be careful how you treat it and as a lot of the outcry is about how people were treated really unfairly by Hillsong and by Brian directly over the many years and absolutely all of that is valid but how do you want to tackle it how do you want to actually change things? Because, you know, my experience in life would say that you can't fight fire with fire. You cannot go in um, and and think that by being angry and, you know, wanting justice in particular ways for setting off explosives everywhere, that it will actually solve anything. It often makes things worse and it just ends up with greater collateral damage. I just think, and again, I want to make this really clear, in saying grace and forgiveness and these things need to be shown to this family and to the you know to, to all the people that were involved in this i'm not saying that justice doesn't need to be served i'm not saying that people don't need to be accountable i'm not saying that there aren't consequences right but at the same time these are real people's lives right and the kids are not at fault the wife is not at fault um at least in this and, you know, this is, this is going to be really hurting these people. And as I said, if you've ever been close to someone that's, that's been in this situation, you will know that it is soul-destroying for these people. And it is soul-destroying for Brian, right? Brian Houston as well. He is not getting away with anything, right? The fact that this has come out. But I will also stress that in terms of having a, an extramarital affair, that's not illegal, right? So, th- you know, there's no... There's no People do it all the time. People do it in society all the time. And I realize that, you know, Brian is preaching, you know, sexual purity and, you know, this sort of Christian religious bent and everything. I realize it's absolute hypocrisy and everything, but it's not illegal to have an affair. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So, you know, legality-wise, but I think morally, I mean, that's where the, the issues are when you've got someone who's coming out and speaking from the pulpit every Sunday and every other opportunity about how to be upstanding morally and then has a moral failure, well, they're going to become the target. And and we're not saying for a minute that there shouldn't be accountability. We're not saying that. I guess what we're saying is look at yourself, the way that you respond to it, and make sure that your motives are right to start. But also just think about the impact that you can have when you, you know, the negative impact. There's ways to... Tackle this stuff that doesn't mean that you're going out and absolutely trying to destroy somebody. Brian's Brian's days of leading Hillsong are done, I would imagine. That's, I would be speculating that. His days of being a senior leader in the Australian Christian Church's AOG, whatever, is all off the table. That's not going to be happening anymore. So, you know, the guy's pushing 70 years old and uh, is coming to what are the, the sunset years in his life as well. Maybe he'll have an epiphany. Maybe he'll turn around from this. And what will people's responses be? Will they be a bit 
Swaggot-like, where people look at uh, Swaggot's very public repentance and what people saw as fake tears or, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what comes next, but the reality is none of us do, but let's be a little bit more kinder and gracious. Those things that we pleaded for when we were in the church, you know, you and I, we, Troy, we, we have spoken about our experiences, how hurt we've been, how, you know, the negative impacts on us. So we're not coming from this going, hey, we weren't hurt. We we don't know how you feel because um, we do, you know, to a large degree, we know how you feel. And I guess what we've tried to do through this podcast is to process it maturely and try and reflect on it and not make people the targets of our our anger, I guess, but make the situation a target. So let's look at this in another way as well. The guy's on anxiety medication and people are now claiming that he has an alcohol problem, or at least the article does, and the, um, the eldership of the board of, of Hillsong were saying that, you know, they, they're questioning his relationship to alcohol, etc. So what we're seeing here is a man that is adopting maladaptive coping strategies to deal with anxiety and these other things that are happening in his life. And remembering, like you said before, his father is an outed pedophile. He's now facing, this is Brian, is now facing criminal charges for the cover-up, etc. I mean, this guy is going, this guy's under a lot of stress and under a lot of pressure now. And, you know, I realize a lot of these are his own doing, some of them not, you know, he didn't choose his father, but, you know, the, the, the decision to cover things up and, you know, all that's gone on there. Now, Brian, I don't know about you, but when I started deconstructing, I actually adopted my own series of maladaptive coping strategies because I didn't know how to unpack this. I didn't know how to deal with this. And I was trapped and I walked away from a marriage and, you know, there was moral stuff and, you know, all this kind of stuff was was going on. Um, you know, for me, it was because you're not allowed to divorce. And I really believed, you know, those those verses and took them quite literally and I wasn't allowed to divorce. And yet here I was divorcing and, you know, my, my whole world fell apart. And we, we haven't even unpacked this in the podcast yet, but it totally did. And I'm thinking, even when I left the Revival Centre, do you remember what I did to get kicked out of the Revival Centre? I had sex with someone, mm. right? Is this... And, and I'm speculating here, okay? So I'm not saying this is fact, right? But this is just one way you could interpret this. Is this self-sabotage? Was it just maladaptive coping strategies that he was just using to cover up, et cetera, and ease his pain and all that? Yeah. Or was he actually doing things because he knew this was going to pull the ripcord and destroy everything? In other words, he wants out. Um, that's entirely possible, you know, that you can't just walk away but you subconsciously, unconsciously, even consciously take these steps hoping that you're going to get busted because by getting busted, everything comes out and everything's made clear and your pain's all there forever, you know? The, so I just want to throw that, that that's, that's a possibility. And in that sense, it's not so evil anymore. I'm not saying that the actions and what he did isn't, isn't immoral and isn't bad. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is the intention maybe isn't as evil. And even these maladaptive coping strategies of just wanting someone to love, wanting someone to show you affection because we don't know what sort of dynamic is happening in the man's personal life. I'm not for a minute justifying adultery or cheating or anything, not for a second. But what I am saying is that this may not be coming from such a sinister place. 
as you know as it appears. Nobody has an affair just for the immediate pleasure. It's these long-term needs that are being met through the affair, etc. I mean, if you've done any reading on this stuff from a psychological perspective, and oftentimes it's because of a breakdown in a marriage as well. The marriage is ended on on some level. Doesn't mean it can't be rebuilt. And and you step out, you know, looking for something else. And so I just want to really stress that that I don't think even these actions are necessarily coming from a complete evil place. Wrong? Yes. Consequences need to be dished out 100%. But again, I just think that there's some some grace to be shown to to Brian Houston here. In essence, what you're saying is there's a human behind this. Totally. Humanising it, exactly. And I can hear the angry Hillsong crowd going, right, we're going to cancel I was a teenage fundamentalist now. I'm not saying there's no consequence, but I am saying they're just people. In spite of how they've yep. marketed themselves forever, they are just fucking people. They are. And, and you know, I mean, to balance it out a bit too, I mean, those in leadership, and this is within churches, but also in the corporate sector, in the political sector, whatever, but those in leadership are definitely held to a higher level of account for their actions because they are up there, they are leading the way, and certainly their negative actions can have greater consequences, which are felt far more deeply and far more broadly than the everyday Joe Blows like you and I. Totally, Brian, totally, 100%. And everything that I said a moment ago does not counter what you just said then, 100%. So consequences and consequences based on the, you know, the role that he's in, etc., need to be dealt out. But at the same time, I'm just saying it's not necessarily completely evil. No, and I completely agree. Look, I think this is a really difficult one um, and it's a difficult place to even... We don't have all the facts. We have what is reported in the news. We have some first-hand accounts from people who are involved in the space, who have been, who have been victims of this, and we make judgments based on that. We don't know all of the facts. So I guess there's probably a lot of holes in our knowledge of the, the circumstances and situation, and we don't wish to try and fill them in any way because I think that would make us just as guilty as, as those um, out there with their pitchforks. So we don't want to do that. I guess we just want to be part of the conversation going forward and trying to work out what to do with this. How do we respond as far as far as I know, every member of the Hillsong family, being you know, mum, dad, and the three kids, were all teenage fundamentalists. Do you get what I'm saying? Like they have come from a really fucked up place, and I just think yes, accountability, yes, calling it out, but yes, you know, they're us, folks. No matter how you want to slice it and dice it, they are us, and we are them, and so. I think we need to be. I think we need to be a bit more gracious in the way that we tackle this. Yeah, a hundred percent. Let's see the people behind, uh, you know, and and the people we don't even see that we haven't even thought of that might be damaged by this and affected by this. Let Let's just be really mindful of of what we say and what we do. Look, a good good friend of ours and a friend of the podcast, Anthony Ben Brown. You know, he posted on his Facebook page. I'm sure he would not mind us saying this, but. He spoke about, you know, the damage. This guy was in ministry. He was an evangelist. He came out. Came out as gay. As gay. 
And the damage from that, the damage to his family, you know, to his wife, to his children, to those he loved, to those around him, was far and wide and deep and took, you know, years, if not decades, to repair that. And this this is something that, you know, he said, go easy with your words. We're not there to, to demonise these people or to protect these people. We're there to sit somewhere where we're actually examining our own behaviour and examine our own response to this because just as their um, behaviour has had negative effects, let's not balance that up by our behaviour having negative effects and, and causing a shitload of damage. Now, Brian, let me look in my crystal ball at the future. So here's what I see happening now. I think it's already been happening, but I think it's going to be even more. I think Hillsong is going to hemorrhage, right? This is this is my predictions, right? I think Hillsong is going to hemorrhage. There's going to be a lot of people leaving. There are going to be a lot of people deconstructing. A lot of people very disillusioned are going to be looking at this and going, what have I been a part of all these years? Um, and, and they're going to start to deconstruct. And they're going to, st- and, and there's going to be a lot of, or there is already now, it's starting a lot of pain. So there's going to be, I'm talking just rank and file members. I'm not talking people that have got anything to do with this, right? They're going to be saying, I've given all this money. I've done this. I've done that. I've given all this time, years of my life, etc. all for what, right? So that's the first thing. I think they're going to hemorrhage. I think we're going to see leaders abandoning Hillsong. And some of them going to other churches, some of them returning to the Australian Christian churches, some of them just going independent. I think we're going to see whole um, assemblies or churches or groups, Hillsongs, shutting their doors or even going independent or even rejoining other movements. I think we're going to see that as well. Um, And I think, I don't think it's necessarily going to be the end of Hillsong. It could be, you know, Mark Driscoll's stuff all shut down. Um, the whole Mars Hill network sort of shut down and went independent and all that. It's not that they it's not that they completely evaporate and disappear. It's that they rebrand and reshuffle. And so I think there's going to be a lot of that. But I think those of us that are on the outer, this is where we can actually do some good. So not only with things like the podcast, but you know the group and 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 other groups, you know that you're involved in online, etc. People are going to be asking questions, and this is where we can start to steer them to things like the Jeff Bullock episode, for example, and say, hey, it wasn't well back then. This isn't new, you know, and helping people to understand what they've been involved in. And then there's all the cult stuff as well, you know, like what have you what have you been doing? You know, so I'm, I'm saying all this to say that there's going to be a lot of hurting people and there's going to be a lot of space to help those hurting people. And possibly for some of you listening, it's going to be family members that are going to be going, what, what the hell? Some some people will go into other churches. Some people will completely lose their faith. That's fine. You know, we don't we don't have an agenda either way. But that's what I that's what I see coming. I see that this is really this Hillsong has just been what's the word? It's been maimed by this. Yeah, most definitely. And look, there's obviously already disquiet within the ranks. I mean, let's not forget that this crikey article came from a recording of the meeting that Phil Dooley ran, which was given to crikey. Yeah, so, so they've got moles. That's right. There's people in that high leadership that there is definitely movement and disquiet because they're wanting this stuff exposed as well. So obviously it's been buried deep for a while or um, and people have either been aware or not aware, we don't know. But right now people are at that point of going, you know what, I'm going to record this meeting, I'm going to give it to the media and I want this shit exposed. Yeah, well, that's that's what we've seen happen. 
Hardacre, Paula Hardacre, that's the um, journalist, right? So he's been he's been watching Hillsong for a very long time. I don't know if you re- well, you do realize he's he's written a series of articles over over a number of years. So he's obviously got people on the inside that are that are feeding him this stuff. But but kudos to him, you know, it needs to be outed and it needs to be said. Yeah, I think it's David Hardacre. Um, Paul might even be the mole that is inside, but um, <laughs> it's David Hardacre. But yeah, he is. is you know, he's he's a reputable journalist too. You know, he's Four Corners, Seven Thirty Report, Foreign Correspondent. Um, you know, lots and lots of stuff that he's exposed before. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see where it goes from there. Um, but stay tuned, folks. But above all, I guess what we we put out is a, a bit of a call of. Uh, Call of grace, dare we say it? Yeah, exactly right. And and again, I'm telling you, we're gonna by saying this, people are gonna get pissed off. People are gonna leave leave our group and that angry Hillsong mob. They're gonna call for our, you know, cancel. I was a teenage fundamentalist, but I, I'm not apologetic for this. I think yes, accountability, yes, truth, yes, justice, yes, grace, yes, love. Yep, completely agree. And look, I I don't think. Too many people will will call for our heads. I'm not I'm not phased about that. Look, we've been we've been pretty open and honest. I would I think people would agree with the way that we want to treat our experiences in the past, and we certainly haven't gone for people's heads. So we're being true to ourselves. We'll remain true to ourselves, and regardless of the high profile situation, it'd be easy to go. You know what? Chop off his head. You know, whatever. You know, we we could do Burn that. Him at but, the stake. He's a heretic. But, yeah, that's right. Well, probably is. But, um, you know, we're, that's not us and we're not going to do that and we're not going to toe that line. So I guess um, we will remain true to ourselves at any cost and if that means that people don't like us for what we're saying right now and they think that it's probably skewed the wrong way, then that's okay. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, they they we, can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> we, look, we've had people not like us for, for many things and, and we have had people leave the group and we have had people certainly comment on stuff on socials that we maybe didn't bring the bent that they wanted on something, but that's okay. Like we're not here to bring uh, everybody's voice in. We're, we're here to bring our voice in. That's right. And we're, and we're not we're not the final answers people at all. All right. Well, look, hey, I hope you've enjoyed this special episode. This is our bonus episode about you know, the Houston scandals and everything that have erupted this week. But we'll be back on Saturday with our episode all about nepotism, Brian. And uh, we actually do address the Houstons a little bit in that. So hopefully people will realise this was recorded in advance. Yeah, stay tuned. The nepotism one is a bit of, you'll see Brian and Troy investigative journalists. Um, it, was, it was a bit interesting. Troy did a lot of research on it. And there's some really interesting things that we bring out in that episode. So look forward to bringing that to you on Saturday or Friday, Saturday, whenever. Yeah, cool. See you then. See you.